Hello, this is Super Informed Radio, the official Uni Super podcast. I'm Lyndon, and this is our monthly investment market podcast. Joining us, as always, to recap the last few weeks and to chat about what we're expecting over the next month or so is economist and investment manager from our investment team, David Colosimo. David, welcome back. Thanks, Lyndon. Great to be back. David, you sound like you got a bit of a cold. Are you okay? You're going to be all good? We'll push on. We'll push on. You do always bring it for us. So let's jump straight in. Um, David, February, short month, uh, but a lot has happened over the last four weeks or so. Let's start with the big changes to expectations around interest rates. What's been going on there? Yeah. So when we spoke a month ago, there was this view that we might be getting towards the end of the interest rate hiking cycle. Uh, But it has become apparent during February that the hiking cycle does need to be extended more now. So compared to where we were last month, the market's now pricing two extra rate hikes in both the US and Australia. So cash rates are now expected to peak just under 5.5% in the US and about 4.25% in Australia, which means about four more rate hikes in each country. And what has caused that change, David? I think a few things. Uh, In the US, there had been this view that the really high inflation that we've seen was rolling over quite quickly. Uh, But we did have another strong report during February. And so it does look like inflation hasn't improved as much as we thought. On top of that, most of the data on economic activity, uh, especially the employment data, showed that the US economy has been very resilient despite 4.5% of rate hikes that we've seen so far. One thing to keep in mind about the US is that it's dominated by mortgage rates that are fixed for 30 years. So when mortgage rates rise by large amounts, that actually discourages people from taking on new debt to buy or build a new house. But if you've got an existing fixed rate mortgage, you are shielded from those rate hikes. So overall, it's harder for rate hikes to have a broad impact. Um, In contrast, in Australia, we've got a lot of variable rate mortgages. And even when we do have fixed rates, they're only for a couple of years. So those rate hikes do hit more people and much sooner. So when we look at the Australian activity data compared to the US, we are seeing more signs of a slowdown in spending uh, and probably employment as well. Um, Even so, the RBA still made it very clear that inflation's too high and that demand is still too strong. So with more inflation and rate hikes, that can't be great for shares, surely? Uh, Yeah, definitely. Um, Though at first, with the economy still looking quite resilient, the market was able to hold on to January's strong gains early in February. But eventually, all that talk of rate hikes did become too much. And so we saw shares soften later in the month. And we ended down 2 to 3% in both Australia and the US. While we're talking about shares, um, it's probably a good time to remind listeners that we've just finished reporting season, uh, company reporting season in both Australia and the US. What did we see there? Was there anything of note? I think we've seen similar trends in both countries. Uh, overall, company revenue's still been growing quite solidly. Uh, it's been boosted by inflation. But when you've got a slowing economy and a lot of input cost pressures, that does impact margins. So you end up with a disappointing profit outcome. Now, in the US, profits were actually down 5% from the same quarter last year. Many companies are now acknowledging that the economic environment in 2023 is likely to be a lot softer than in 2022. So overall, with those softer comments, 
we are seeing share market analysts continuing to cut their estimates for future earnings um, in both Australia and the US. Now, in terms of inflation, uh, we are seeing multiple reports of an easing in supply chain pressures, especially given fallen shipping and energy costs. So that's good news, but uh, wage pressures still appear to be a problem. And in terms of company results, David, are there any in particular that you would like to call out? Yeah, I think in Australia, the Commonwealth Bank result was an important one. Uh, The market had been expecting ongoing improvement in interest rate margins as rates have been increasing. Uh, But CBA is now suggesting that competition is intensifying and margins may already have peaked. So the entire bank sector, which is about 20% of the Australian market, was down nearly 6% over the month. Uh, In the US, in the tech space, uh, artificial intelligence chatbots have been front of mind since the launch of ChatGPT a few months ago. Uh, Note that Microsoft has quite a big investment in the company that developed that uh, engine. Now, naturally, there was a lot of interest when Google unveiled its own version, Bard, this month, but it was widely perceived as a bit of a failure. Now, AI engines are seen as a threat the dominance of Google search engines. So it does risk losing market share. And I'd note that Google shares actually fell 10% this month, making it the weakest of the mega cap tech stocks. All right, David, looking forward to March now. Uh, What can we expect to move the dial this month? Well, we do have quite a lot on this month, Lyndon. Uh, Firstly, in China, the uh, the 14th National People's Congress will open up its first annual meeting on the 5th of March. Uh, As part of that meeting, the government work report is released and that sets out the growth target for the year. And this really sets the tone for the policy outlook. There is some speculation that the government might announce a new stimulative policy package to boost growth, but it seems like the economy is already rebounding quite well after the COVID lockdowns without too much stimulus. So perhaps the government will actually wait and see how this pans out for now. And we do always ask about central banks and what they're doing, David. So what are they up to at the moment? Well, we've got an RBA meeting on the 7th of March and also a Fed meeting on the 22nd. So I mentioned earlier, now looks like both will end up hiking interest rates by a bit more, but they'll both most likely stick to quarter percent moves for now. There's also a lot of interest in the Bank of Japan at the moment. So remember that they've been the last central bank to hold off from rate hikes. Uh, We've got their meeting on the 10th of March, and it'll be the final one from the outgoing governor. So we're not really expecting a change in policy there, even though inflation in Japan is at a 42-year high. But there is a lot of interest in whether the new governor, who starts in a few weeks, may shake things up when he takes the reins. Well, David, as always, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your expertise. We will catch you in April to do it all over again. Thanks, Lyndon. Looking forward to it. Well, that wraps up this episode. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, A quick reminder, a couple of weeks ago, our Chief Investment Officer, John Pearce, released his quarterly investment update video, which gave a broad overview of what's been happening in markets. So if you'd like to watch that, head to our website and check it out. Don't miss out on future episodes of this podcast. Remember, you can subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts or check unisuper.com.au forward slash podcasts at the start of each month. We are Unisuper, the place where bright minds and passionate people strive to think great and create a future worth retiring for. So if you'd like more information about our investments, visit unisuper.com.au. 
Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. This podcast is of a general nature. It doesn't take into account your personal financial situation, needs, or objectives. Before you make decisions about your super, we recommend you seek financial advice. Also, consider the product disclosure statement and target market determination that's relevant to you. They're available on our website. The past performance of any investment options we discuss isn't indicative of their future performance, and it's worth noting that by talking about certain companies, we aren't endorsing them for inclusion in your personal portfolio.